By the way, just so Pierce knows, this is usually the life of an intern, Pierce. I just want to let you usually sit around and just chill. <laughs> That's usually what it is. Josh, he was forced into action last week and ran the board, right? Because I got sick. I got sick. And now he's on research, including an incredible stat that we'll get to in Big Story number one. Um, let's just get after it, right? Because Big Story, it's funny when I tell you what I had planned for Big Story number five. Because it ties right into this. The top five stories of the day right here on the Plank Show, as always. I say as always. It just started this last month, but we're really pumped to have Newcastle Casino on board. (laughs) As always, starting two weeks ago. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino, where real gamers come to play. 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, Oklahoma... Blackjack, three-card poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. They also have the Front Row Sports Bar, which is located at Newcastle Casino with monthly drink specials. Uh, Join us at Newcastle Casino every night for Midnight Moolah, where you are a winner. Newcastle Casino. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. All right, you ready? I-44, exit 107. Big story number five. Number five. So big story number five. Wow, excuse me. Got something caught in my throat. I wanted to talk about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> because there was a report last night that Cleveland was willing to pay half, half, Eddie, half of his $16 million salary in any trade. And according to reports, that number is not high enough <laughs> for most teams to make a move. But now... Josh Helmer, everything has changed, we think. Because this morning, there is a report that, and I guess you can't even really say a report, Tony Busby, who is his attorney, says that all but four of the lawsuits have been settled. Now, they'll keep the terms confidential, which means it'll leak at some point. But... 20 cases settled. Four, including the initial plaintiff, Ashley Sullis, remain. They're getting closer to legal resolution, and it should make the job of the NFL and the arbitrator a little easier as they close in on a decision. Um, Yes, I see your hand raised back at the class, please. How? How does it make anyone's job easier? Oh, we settled it. We're good. Okay, well, what's the terms of those settlement? Well, we're not talking about that. I think they're saying for the National Football League in terms of a suspension. But again, I don't know. I mean, if the amount – here's what I think. If the amount paid was not a massive amount of money, then it would be public, right? If it's like uh, he came to an agreement with all these accusers for a $2,500 payment. Because most of us would see twenty five hundred bucks for all. Didn't of we this. see something floated around out there recently about a hundred thousand dollar payment? Uh, can I be honest with you? That would even seem low to me. That would seem low to me. Well, for Based- a guy that's got a two hundred plus million guarantee, right? I mean, if I saw that he only had to pay these twenty accusers a hundred grand, I'd be like, whoa. Why didn't you just do that a long time ago and, and and cut this thing off at the pass? That would seem low to me. But here we are with 20 of the 24 lawsuits saw, uh, settled. 
And it's interesting. Yeah, this is great. Oh, my gosh. This is a great point off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. And not to – I'm in a group text message that is just blowing up right now over an event tonight. Just, I'm putting my phone over there in the corner so they can leave me alone. An event, Josh, that, by the way, I'm not going to. Anyway, from the 918. If you settle the lawsuits and didn't do anything wrong, aren't you encouraging future suits? Furthermore, if you didn't do anything wrong, why would you reward these people for dragging your name through the mud? It seems this guy is admitting guilt. And if he is guilty, he should never play in the NFL again. Now, I don't think it's going to go that far. But that that's always my biggest complaint about this whole saga with Deshaun Watson. And I understand, listen, I don't need a, a legal lesson in, well, settling a civil suit is not an admission of guilt. But to me, if you're as stoic and as standoffish as Deshaun Watson has been, and you're of the belief that you didn't do anything wrong, you never settle a lawsuit. You're like, okay, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to court with you people. I'm going to win this thing and clear my name. Because I'm sorry, to me, paying a civil lawsuit is not clearing your name. No, in the court of public opinion, it's going to be perceived as just that. It's basically him saying he's guilty. Now... How does the NFL view it? To devil's advocate this thing a little bit here, I'm Deshaun Watson. I've already missed all of last season. I've chance you can miss all of this year. Right. Well, we don't know what the punishment's going to look like from the NFL, either for 2022 or 2023. At what point, depending on whatever that settlement price was, is it not just worth it to me to cut my losses? and position myself to play football again, whether or not everybody says that that is me admitting I'm guilty or whatever, I mean, I, I want to play football. What if What if there is a – I can't help but wonder if there is a side of this. There, there, there's a side of this where his either agent or representation or whomever, where they say, listen, we've talked to the NFL. And they just want these to go away. They want your. They want these lawsuits. All they want them gone, and that's going to make it easy for them to move forward. Give you a lighter suspension. So you need to you need to stop this and settle these because there's enough evidence where it's going to make you look worse the longer you drag it out. Now, the four outstanding lawsuits are interesting because are these people who are either a holding out for more money or b hoping that you know and two of the four are also new lawsuits are they hoping for actual criminal case i don't know but that's the breaking news of the day even though espn's not talking about it when all they talk about is deshaun watson but now all of a sudden we've got to talk Kyrie to the lakers and james harden and his player option yeah how could they not be talking about you this not right be all now? over this news. it's the biggest story in sports right now but here we are uh both sides will keep it confidential i don't i don't know what more to say guys i don't know where it goes from here i don't think this is high five time for browns fans I just don't. 
Well, and it's not high five time for Busby or Deshaun Watson just yet either. Right. Okay. Um, big story number four. Number four. Yeah, that's very true. It's not. Oh, here we go. They're finally getting to it on ESPN. Big story number four, Josh. The latest addition to the Live Golf Tour. Brooks Kepka. Surprised? No, I'm not. Chase Kepka, his brother, was already over there playing on the Live Golf Tour. And while Brooks Kepka this past week at the U.S. Open said, hey, let's keep the focus on the U.S. Open this week, and was applauded for standing up and saying that in the media room, I think the writing was on the wall that Brooks Kepka would be one of the next big names to go over to the Live Golf Series just based on the fact that what interest did the Live Golf Series have in Chase Kepka? The fact that he was already over there playing was a telltale sign that Brooks Kepka would be along in short order, and now we have that. We also know that Abraham Answer is sure. joining the Live Golf Series. Oh, did that become officialized? Good for Abe. Now, I want to be very clear because my son the other day, young William Christopher Plank, had pointed out that one of his professors had texted him and said, does your dad, is he aware of how they beheaded a journalist in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, yes, I am. And it's terrible. And I, I get this Live Golf series for what it is. They're, they're terrible people. But guess who else is? China. Guess who else is? 90% of the people overseas that most of our sports peeps are in bed with. So we can sit here and point a finger at Greg Norman and he's the bad guy and how dare you and you're you're supporting the Saudis. Yes, it's terrible. But you know what? So is the way that China treats its people and no one seems to have a problem with the NBA's relationship with China. Or, uh, you know. So, I mean, I feel like you have to go across the board on Or this. a Nike swoosh. Or, right. There's just there's so many different angles to this. I just, I don't. So if you want a grandstand, you can grandstand. grandstand. I'm here for it. Grandstand away, baby. Do your thing. Do your thing. I'm not sitting here telling you, ignore what they have done. No, that's not me. I'm just saying PGA needs to act. And so the PGA's way to react was to what? Expand the fields and uh, up the purse money. Speaking of settlements, (laughs) Jay Monahan has totally botched this thing from the PGA Tour. This – Should have been handled. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He should not have been out there in front of a microphone talking publicly about how all these players were going to be getting suspended from the PGA Tour. He totally overplayed his hand. Now he's losing PGA Tour stars left and right. These will not be the final names that you see, young final names that leave the PGA Tour to go join this Live Golf Series because guess what? The PGA Tour has made little to no concessions to its stars. They have not come along and said, you know what, we're going to start handling some of these fees to your caddies. We're going to help out with travel expenses. No, they haven't done that. They've, they've you know, moderately enhanced purses a little bit. But when the word starts getting back to these stars of yesteryear on the PGA Tour on – just the the functionality of this Live Golf Series and how much better it is for the players playing it, I'm sorry. 
More guys are going to join it, and Jay Monahan has totally bungled this situation. He should have. He should not. Jay Monahan, Monahan, by the way, commissioner of the PGA. Yes, PGA Tour. He should have sat down with Greg Norman behind closed doors. They didn't want to make this as much of a rivalry as it's turned into. Jay Monahan took those battlegrounds and drew the line in the sand. And guess what? Now he looks like a fool. Brooks Kepka, Abe answer off to the Live Golf Series. Big story. Number three. Number three. Now, you don't have to watch the draft on Thursday night. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Um, you guys know it's simple. The Thunder are taking Chet Holmgren. Start preparing yourself now. But I, I saw this, and I thought it was kind of interesting. And obviously, we're, we're, in, we're in a college baseball mindset right now, right? It's all about college baseball. But I think it was... I think it was Draft Express, and I'm I'm just going to tell you this right now. He he had tweeted this the other day, and I saw that the guys over at uh, Daily Thunder had retweeted it. OKC's rebuild has been viewed favorably by players and agents, thanks to the Thunder strong player development infrastructure, coaching staff, organizational culture, a culture, and tr- and a trove of players and future picks. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. <laughs> I think that maybe Draft Express talked to a few people. Overall, there's a lot of frustration about them shutting guys down at the All-Star break. I mean, you cost Josh Giddy a chance for maybe to push for rookie. I don't think he would have won rookie of the year. But he, rookie of the year, possibilities, all rookie teams. You're hurting guys when it comes to all NBA possibilities and things of that nature. Development. I don't know if necessarily that is universally rubber stamped. What people like about Oklahoma City right now is they're willing to take on some money uh, for future draft picks, which is why all of these conversations about, wow, Kyrie Irving, if he departs, it just can't be a straight-up trade, man. There's going to have to be a facilitator, and that's why a lot of people are talking about OKC beyond just the draft, and that's still frustrating to me. I'm ready. I'm ready to see this team start competing. And with two and, what, 12 in the draft this year, let's go. Yeah, and I think it's a mistake to be that facilitator now. Me too. If you wanted to be the facilitator two years ago, then, hey, by all means. But it's time to build around a young core. It's time to hit a home run with this draft pick. And it's time to trade up that 12 pick, too. It's time to get that thing five, six, seven in that range, get two stars in this draft, go out and be aggressive in free agency, and it's time to be done. Tanking season's over. Though apparently that's not the case. Um, it'll be another year. Jabari Smith is the intel, appears to be that he's going number one to Orlando and that Holmgren will go two to the Thunder with Paolo Boncaro third to Houston. Names like, you know who I'm really intrigued by? I'm really intrigued by Jay Nivey. Um, I, I mean, if you think he's going to be there at 12, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't see that happening. Um, I'm intrigued by A.J. Griffin out of Duke. I Jay Nivey's been somebody that a, a lot of folks have liked at number four for yeah. a long time. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't count anything out, right? Uh, in the top five but it just right now as we sit here on the Tuesday of draft week all the intel is pointing to 
Chet Holmgren, the seven-footer out of Gonzaga on his way to OKC. All right, big story number two. Number two. And big story number one. Kind of tie together here. Number one. Number one. Number one. Because in big story number two, we're talking about the College World Series schedule, what happened last night, and what's coming up for the Sooners. But... I want to be able to go all in on it when we come back. We spent about 20 minutes going through all the non-college baseball stories of the day, so let's spend the next 40 talking about OU baseball. Though I will say, a lot of you very active on the Air Comfort Solutions text line with the Deshaun Watson news. A lot of you very active. Guys, the reason that ESPN hasn't really brought it up yet is because the NFL told them not to talk about it. Good thing his contract is guaranteed because he will play at least one year just to pay the settlement. That's from the 405. And then I really like this from the 918 as we go to break. The timing of his settlement is kind of suspect, too. He was scheduled to give several days of deposition testimony next week. Why settle just before you have a chance to tell your side? Right. Yeah, I didn't want to. Quick break. College baseball talk next. Do you want to get romantic about baseball real quick, Josh Helmer? Do you want to romanticize some baseball real quick? How could you not be romantic about baseball? All right, listen to last night's post game from Butch Thompson. And I'm not going to play the OU thing. We're not fighting about first and third. Auburn head baseball coach. That's right, which I didn't. It didn't really register Butch. with me that he was the guy that replaced Sonny. He's been there for a minute. Uh, he was asked about, hey, the importance of coming here in 19 and winning a game and coming here now and winning a game. What does it mean for this for this program? Yeah, I don't know what carries over to the next game, but absolutely uh, our program winning a game here is not just getting here, but but winning a game against an amazing team. Dave, who I think about Marquist all those years growing up, what an amazing program. Just a chance to compete against them. I've embraced every one of these teams that we've got to play because I just I respect the game. I care about the game so much. It even gets me in trouble sometimes, but I just I care about our sport, and I think it's at one of the best places it's ever been. And just an opportunity to get to compete against that program is a box that I get to check personally, but our team is another sense of accomplishment for our program. So it's not just a win. It's important for us as we continue to try to build ours and build, the, build a brand of respectability sincere respectability with our with our program so it is a big deal and it gives us a chance to compete again I don't I don't know I our word today was surrender and I'm sitting in my hotel last night and I'm like all right y'all telling me only four teams out of you know four teams out of the last 40 years have lost that first game and won a national championship who is it and then I looked and I was like okay well Pat Casey did it in six and 18 and Tanner did it in 10 how about I call them tonight since I'm sitting here. And both of those men got back and they both gave me paragraphs of taking me through the journey with their team. And I'm like, I just, I, like, like I say, man, the, the man or woman or the team that will never quit, you know, they got a chance. And I just want us to fight and I want us to attack. And that's all you can ask for. I, I don't, the, the score will take care of itself. But those men, it was like they were excited to hear from me and they're like, yeah, this is what we did. This is what we talked about. This became our focus. And I'm just hunting for every inch we can for our program. So thankful for today and excited about tomorrow. How cool is that, right? How cool is that? Yeah, that's that's good stuff. And 
you know, that's what Oklahoma's looking for. I know that they're in a different circumstance, and they're 2-0 and and one win away from getting to the championship series, but we hear Skip Johnson say a lot of the same stuff. We just want to attack. We want to take it pitch by pitch, be ourselves, and the final score's going to take care of itself. It's cliche, but when you're vibing the way OU's vibing right now, that's that's what you're looking for is more of the same. How cool is it, too? I'm hoping that nobody comes uh, back from <laughs> having lost their first game. By the way, Auburn, if you, you weren't paying attention, did win last night. Or, yeah, did win yesterday afternoon over old, uh, Stanford 6-2 to to advance to today's elimination game against Arkansas, who lost last night 13-5. to when, by the way, it was a 13-3 to game until a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth inning that just kind of made it look a little bit more respectable. So Arkansas goes from winning 17-2 to to losing 13-5. to College baseball, man. What a ride. But as Butch Thompson, I, I played it not just because it's cool, but how about the fact that he calls up legendary Oregon State baseball coach Pat Casey and – then whenever he's done with that, he he calls up, you know, a legendary South Carolina baseball coach and Ray Tanner, and there they are, just willing to talk to him for, you know, I don't want to say hours on end, but what seemed to be from his perspective a pretty substantial amount of time, and That's excited really to cool. do so. Yeah, yeah, excited to do so. Smart of him, right, to pick the brains of a couple of gentlemen that have been there and done that in recent memory. Yeah, really cool. Which Coach Casey was awesome listening to him in the booth during that Corvallis Super Regional. It was it was pretty cool. I, you know, that's that's really good. I didn't know much about the tradition at Oregon State. I mentioned with Toby during the crossover that in 12, I think it was 12, we went up there and played a game, and it was hailing in like the third or fourth inning, and they kept playing. It's like, well, it's hailing here. Looks like we're going to have a delay. No, no, here comes here comes Dusty Dishman to the plate. We're in the top of the third. It's like, I guess we're going to – actually, I think we were in the field when it started hailing, and the fans just kind of put on a little poncho and just sat there for a little bit, and then we played on. What is going on here? And by the tradition of Oregon State, you mean the tradition of Coach Pat Casey. What did I say? Well, the tradition of Oregon State. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. mean, he he is, he is Oregon State exactly. baseball, baseball and invented it, and now they've carried it over. It's kind of wild when you think about it that you mentioned Oregon State and, and what – Pat Casey was able to do, which for some reason I keep wanting to call him Paul Casey. I don't know why. Was there a former baseball player named Paul Casey or something? So just prepare yourself. It's going to happen a few times because my brain synapses don't fire correctly. But it's kind of funny, Josh, because they were in that group of players that are teams that people thought, all right, well, once once Tennessee is – if Tennessee's out, look out for Oregon. And then Oregon State's out. I'm like, well, gosh, okay, Oregon State's out. Well, look out. It's, it's very similar. You brought it up to what happened in softball, right? A Florida State's gone. An Alabama's gone. Uh, Virginia like, Tech, Arkansas. Gone, gone. In the Super Regionals, it just 
All and it's the same thing that happened in baseball. The only two teams that people seem to like heading into the postseason that made the World Series were Stanford and Texas, and they went two and Q. Two and barbecue for both. O- Crazy. U- um, not OU. What am I trying to say? Uh, Ole Miss was a preseason darling, right? And j- barely made the field. They haven't lost a game in the postseason yet. They're the only team that went 3-0 and in their regional, 2-0 and in their super regional, and now 2-0 and in the College World Series. I mean, that's – that's quite a run for a team that not many people thought even deserved to be in the postseason. Sure, snuck in. So today, here's what you get. Another day off for OU. Notre Dame and A&M at 1 o'clock. Do we have a preference by any? I know that uh, Drake and Toby were talking about this a lot today. I think Notre Dame, but I don't know that you can be real ironclad one way or the other. Texas A&M, you mentioned Ole Miss being undefeated at this point throughout the regional, super regionals, and here in Omaha. Well, A&M was the other team that was 5-0 and coming into the College World Series. So, though Oklahoma cooled that off, A&M's a team that's been playing really, really good for a while now. Notre Dame's the team that knocked off top seed of Tennessee. So, I don't know that there's a right answer to that question. But I do feel like A&M top to bottom, there's a reason they were the number five seed coming into this thing. Probably they're a little bit top to bottom better than Notre Dame. But guess what? <laughs> I'm talking myself back into the Irish because, you know, you mix in that loss to Oklahoma. They're 13-4 and four this year versus teams that are rated in the top 25 of the D1 baseball polls. So, I don't know, man. I, you know, you tell me which is better. I don't know. That's a great question. And then tonight you get Auburn at Arkansas, and it kind of it kind of sucks for the teams that started on Saturday because while they got that extra day off when they got there, that's a quick turnaround. You know, Notre Dame and A&M had their day to uh, kind of exhale, and Auburn and Arkansas have to turn around and play right away. I think that benefits Arkansas, but then again, too, it, Auburn's a team that it's rolling. Well, I hope for that Omaha bar's sake that – Arkansas could pull this thing out. I would hate for them to lose out on those thousands of jello shots worth of business. I hear you. All right, quick break. When we come back, man, my Twitter feed just blew up. What's going on? Oh, I'm tagged into something with baseball. Okay, that's cool. Shep tagged me into something, so now my mentions are blowing up. Nice. Yeah, you're going to hit the mute notification? No, I think I'm okay for now. Now, by noon today, who knows? (laughs) Stick around. It's the playing show. So I don't have to take anything personal here, right, Josh? This isn't a situation where I stink and you can only handle smelling me for the final 20 minutes of the show. Is that – uh-oh, what's wrong? Are those headsets not working? Okay, there we One go. One of them's turned all the way down for some reason. I don't know why. Check this out here. Hold on. Is that better? No, you, you don't have to take this personal. I just – I had some other stuff I was working on in between breaks, right, and it's easier to have my laptop open in there. So, um, Let's get a couple of these Air Comfort Solutions text, shall we? Let's. So that puts uh, – oh, I didn't put Pierce's hard work to use here on the show since we're talking baseball. I will say the one thing that does kind of stink about my back is every so often you look up at this window and I'm like, what's, what's going on behind me right here? In Hour 3, which is brought to you as always by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, Josh Tucker, the man at Roof Tech. Call him for all your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. All right, a couple of Air Comfort Solutions texts here. Mike Howard hits us up from the 918 and writes, it's 2022 – his cases aren't going away, 
and the NFL can't just let them go away. I had someone that was very mad at me on the Air Comfort Solutions text line who hit us up. And, and by the way, the best way to get in touch, 405-651-3439. Um, like, why don't you spend as much time calling out those countries and their inhumane behavior as you do being PO'd about Deshaun Watson in the NFL? You're a hypocrite. Is that a Cleveland Browns fan? I don't know, but I, I mean, I said yeah, I, I felt like we did, but this is a sports show, so we're probably going to trend a little bit more towards that. But he added, please, you you added a massive but. Everyone is in bed with China and other countries when it comes to athletes and sports. Well, the NFL's in bed with rapists and abusers and murderers, and that's not okay. But you shrug off American sports and athletes to be in bed with communists and the largest state-sponsored terrorism in the world. But, oh, well, nothing you can do. Harp on the way Saudi Arabia treats women in the Middle East. Th- that was the point we were making. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't understand. Dude, are people listening to what we're saying? I've come to the conclusion. Here's what I think. This is what I've come to con- the conclusion of on this show. I think you hear a little bit, and then you just start tweeting. Especially if it's of or a- texting. If it's of a political variety at all, then folks just hear what they want to hear, don't they? Um, I-, I- Bro, that was the exact point we were making. I'm just going to say news talk may be for you, dude. This night might not be the arena that you want to be listening to because that – no, go, go. It's like, oh, I'm never listening again. Okay, if, I mean, if that's what you're more concerned with, you're going to spend a lot of days very, very angry. In hey. the end, I'm just sorry. If, if you're of the camp that – you're not going to support the Live Golf Series because of its relationship with Saudi Arabia. I'm not going to – or its backing from no. Saudi Arabia. I'm not going to blast anyone from that perspective. Just know that when Jack Nicholas gets up there and talks about his opinions on the matter, just know that he's building a course yeah, I am. in Saudi Arabia. I mean, I'm just – it's funny to me because it's like, why don't you – because I do a sports radio show. We, we talk sports and we talk Sooner sports. You probably need to look at the news talk. What's some news talk options for this guy? He's like one thousand. <laughs> I'm the wrong person to you, ask. You might want to. I, I don't know. G- Google up. Uh, who's who's a, a leftist that that maybe? I mean, say some. Find yourself a good news. We're not going to be your cup of tea, bro. Just uh, you know, you can tune into Tucker Carlson and then just type in what's uh, what's the opposite of Tucker Carlson, and there you go. You yeah, got there everything you go. You need. You're good. You're good. Um, but most of most of everything is pretty interesting on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. And, of course, you can still hit us on the Riverwind Casino line at 405-329-9000. Here's a good question. Here's a good question. Um, Plank, what is your prediction for the top three Big 12 quarterbacks by the end of the year? I liked this. I, I thought about this earlier. Hmm. Dylan Gabriel's one of the three. Now, is he the best? Okay, that remains to be seen. I think Blake Shapin. By the time it is all done, I think we'll say that he's one of the top three. <laughs> By the way, Travis texted us. He goes, there's not enough guacamole recipes on the show for me today. Too much sports. When is the cooking segment? <laughs> Guys, I don't know what you're trying to make of this show, but calm down. Enjoy it for the fun that it is. I would Now, where does Spencer Sanders fall in that mix? I'm torn between I've not seen Quinn Ewers take a snap in a college football game and Sanders is the defending Big 12 quarterback of the year, though he's very up and down and volatile, and I don't know what I'm going to get on a week-in, week-out basis. 
So it's a, it's a great question. I think Gabriel absolutely finishes as one of the top three. I'm not ready to just lock it into stone that he's going to be the best in the Big 12 Conference. I think Shapin's set up for a breakout year, year. And then beyond that, I'm probably looking at Sanders just because he's at least a proven commodity. Yeah, it's that's a great question. I mean, it, it's a fun question. It's it's kind of a debatey question too, which I'm into when it comes to college football. But I don't know where Blake Shapin fits in that mix. I mean, he did. I mean, he did lead Baylor to a Big Twelve championship and led to Jerry Bohannon transferring because he's the guy. See, I feel I'm not really that impressed with him though. Okay, I see. I like you what like I've him? seen and. I know a heck of a lot more about him than I know about Quinn Ewers. That's true. Quinn Ewers isn't on my list. Who else would be in the mix? JT Daniels? No. I have a hard time getting excited about what we're about to see from him in Morgantown. JT Daniels can't stay healthy. That's some. I mean, I just – I don't understand why that's just glossed over. We have elevated him almost to, like, the no-snaps Hall of Fame. But he was healthy enough to play last year for Georgia. And they stayed with the walk-on. Are you jacked about the Deckers kid up in Ames? I don't know much about him. <laughs> exactly. I don't know much about him. That's why he's a good candidate. I would. How about this? I would almost take Adrian Martinez over JT Daniels and Quinn Ewers. I think that's a sneaky selection. Everybody's so down on him because we've seen a lot of bad, a lot right. of below average in Lincoln, Nebraska, but... Something just tells me the marriage between him and Deuce Vaughn and what Kansas State wants to do stylistically, offensively. I think he's due for a nice season. Uh, who starts attack? Is it is it Taylor Shuck or is it the Donovan Smith kid? Who's who's the TCU starting quarterback? Is it Max Duggan or is it Chandler Morris? So they've got a. So I don't. I would probably. Boy, I've really dragged this out much longer than we needed to. But I would probably say Sanders. Gabriel, because I'm a homer, and I'd probably put Adrian Martinez at three right now from Kansas State. I like it. I I haven't seen anything from Quinn Ewers. It's like JT Daniels. And as you said moments ago, you hate Blake Shapin. I cannot stand Blake Shapin. (laughs) Um, Big Bad Wolf writes, I genuinely feel like, off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, the softball team winning a natty kicked the baseball team into high gear. I kind of feel like the baseball team kicked itself into high gear, but I like it. And I, but hey, they won a national title. Let's go do it. And I think one of the coolest things is nobody is is a nobody acts afraid to say, hey, that's that's a motivating thing for us. Brent Venables even talked about it during his in game interview. I love that. Yeah, I mean, all of the other champions on campus, I I think would be highly motivating but i don't know that that's the number one driving force for ou baseball (laughs) casey ping wtf wrong show guy you know what there you go i think we have labeled those of you who get upset about political things you're wrong you're listening you're on the wrong show i like everyone listening but i don't think we're going to go as in depth on that as you might like why don't you get into the way calm down it's, it's okay uh, off the 405. I don't think people are complaining about our baseball team and their style of play. I think they're more just speaking about situations that happen during the course of a game. I have more of an issue with our third base coach not appealing the foul ball than I do the other place. He appeals that we would have won the appeal because the ball was fair. 
we would have scored a run, had a runner at first and one out. Instead, we let the foul ball stand, and we have a runner at first with one out, and the next play we have a strikeout, throw out. I have more of an issue with that, with the other stuff. Well, I mean, it's not it's not the third base coach appealing it. It's the coach, it's the head coach challenging it. And, you know, if you look, that umpire, I, I don't know how he missed it. I really don't. I mean, he was right down that line. And I and I guess I don't agree. I think the TV guys were like, oh, yeah, foul ball. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Now, granted, it didn't end up hurting OU because they won the game 6-2. to two, And I, 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 Toby was talking about this earlier. There's so many things that can and can't be challenged when it comes to baseball and softball. In that instance, I mean, I think I'm – I'm hitting the the ears and at least seeing if I can challenge it. And I go back to what Travis Davidson said with us, first segment of hour number two. He and I are lockstep in this. Ultimately, we can sit here and debate a, a number of different things, right? Right. Is Oklahoma a little bit too aggressive at times? No, they're not. This is their brand. Ultimately, it comes back to one one basic thought. This is positive for Oklahoma baseball. The fact that we can infight means that Oklahoma baseball is playing really, really well in Omaha. They keep winning. And and that's a beautiful thing for Sooner baseball. It's been a hot minute, man. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> Dylan is funny. He goes, are y'all saying that you want OU to lose and not win a national championship? I just can't believe it. See, I like Dylan gets the show. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Um. Where was there? There was one more here. That, oh, here you go, um, dude. I just updated this. This went crazy. All right, NPR for lefties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to go left versus right. You guys know that. Um, Gunny has checked in from Stutzman's Army, whom I called. I called Gunny of Stutzman Army all year long because that's his Twitter handle. His name's actually Chad, so I apologize, Chad. Sorry if you were listening to the first hour where we were talking about Karens and Chads. That's right. Um, hey, Plank, what transfer portal news in softball has you excited? I'm Straco coming in to pitch. 300 strikeouts. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to be honest with you, Chad. I, I try to be careful if – you know, I'm not going to be, like, lurking around Marita Hines Field to see who's coming in and who isn't. And usually if – right. Uh, usually if, you know, I happened – most of my news on the transfer portal comes from what girls put on their Instagram accounts or on their Twitter feeds and then ends up getting repurposed into my feed. So that's, that's kind of where it comes from. And every now and then – like, last year someone had told me when we were at the World Series, hey, I hope Trout and Wine's coming to OU. And I was like – Okay, scoop. sweet. Let's go. Um, Straka was the same situation, but I, I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I'm giving up on sources though with softball because oh? I heard about the Barnard kid <laughs> like two months ago, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Yeah, I, know. I think some people saw Barnard, Barnard hit a lot of home runs, and that she was at Wichita State, and just thought, oh, she's coming to ah! you. <laughs> well, I mean, come happened. on, why would she? Stay why would there? she stay there? I've got to wrap it up next. I am a little disappointed you haven't noticed my Father's Day gift. No, I, I noticed. I was okay. going to ask you about it, but we Pierce, did you discussing... not notice the Father's? Did you see it? No, right. I noticed when okay. you brought it in. All right. <laughs> That's, I guess, not ringing endorsements. Oh, no, we noticed. <laughs> 
bless her heart. No, that's pretty sweet. It's it's a watercolor painting, and it 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 has all my favorite colors. It was my Father's Day gift. Blue. And I green I want to leave it up here until I want Ted to dump all over it, and then me to say, Ted, that's from my daughter, my eight year old, for all of us. She wanted us to put it in studio. And also, so. I helped paint that. So how dare Ted? You? I painted that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. Nonstop coverage from Omaha. In fact, when we come back, right off the top, I mean, we're. We're back before any other station in this market is back on the air. I discovered this yesterday. So Steelman and Thune with Parker live in Omaha, somewhere in middle America, coming up next. Notre Dame A&M, who you got? I think Notre Dame wins and moves on. Pierce, who you got? I think A&M wins, but I hope Notre Dame wins. There you go. I like it. I saw Stanford Steve uh, was on WJOX this morning. And he said Notre Dame is the team to beat in the World Series now. So with that information, I'll take Texas A&M to win today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a, him. I don't know if there's ever been a gambler that's worse at doing this thing than him. So I like A&M. What about tonight? Auburn, Arkansas. Uh, I think Woo Pig wins. Yeah, I think Arkansas looks really good. I do too. They got to bounce back. But Dave Van Horn. They tried to go Johnny Holstaff in Game Two of the College World Series, which makes no. The dude that started yesterday, if I understand it correctly, had never started a game. Like Did, they gave him his first start in the World Series. You know that was uh, their thirty seventh. They said College World Series game, first time in any of those thirty seven. Their starter did not get out of the first inning. Unreal. So have a great rest of your day. It's going to be fun. Counting down to the two games today, 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock. And then, of course, Oklahoma versus the winner of Notre Dame A&M. Show never stops on Twitter at Josh Onref. I'm at Plank Show. Steelman and Thune next.